Welcome to the Legacy Leaders Podcast. Are you doing the best for your client to help them create their legacy? Are you creating a plan that goes far beyond finances to help people ensure that it becomes the driving force behind all decisions? On this podcast, hosts Katie Beth Hand and Stan Miller will help you with growing your practice and your client's peace of mind. Together, they bring the best and brightest minds to share with you how to help your clients develop their best legacy. And now, here are your hosts, Katie Beth and Stan. Welcome to the Legacy Leaders Podcast. I'm your guest host, Rod Hatley of Hatley Law Group here in San Diego, California. And it's my pleasure to speak with a longtime colleague of mine, Barbara Norman, a certified financial planner with SagePath Solutions here in San Diego. Barbara, it's a pleasure to have you on the, on the show. Thanks for being here. Rod, thank you so much for having me on. I love your show and I love kind of all the touch points that you're educating people on. So thanks for having me. You're welcome. Uh, let's just go ahead and just uh, get into it. Uh, how did you become a financial advisor and in your case, a certified financial planner? What were What was the genesis of that? If you can share it with the listeners. So, well, my dad was an enrolled agent, so we grew up, you know, over cereal and taxes. And um, I I loved the finance piece of it, but I didn't want to sit, you know, at the time, if you will, in a small smoke-filled office. Um, I really loved the numbers. I really loved the people. And I just kind of took to financial planning. Um, And it came when I got out of college. We'd had our second baby. Um, We had just purchased a house. And we called, of course, the life insurance guy over and said, hey, are you hiring? Um, And I started my career with New York Life, great training program, but didn't enjoy the insurance, didn't enjoy annuities. So um, I went on to be the financial planner and start my own firm and never looked back. Okay. Um, Can you share with our listeners what you enjoy most about what you do? And then on the flip side, maybe what's not so enjoyable about what you do, but obviously has to be done. Um, What I love most, I work with divorced and widowed women and Rod, they've been through one of the toughest times in their lives. It just emotionally, they're devastated. They're having to start their lives over. Um, And I love it because we really sit down with, you know what, maybe this is the first time you've ever been able to show up and do life the way you wanted to. It's a blank slate. Let's start over again. Um, and, and how do we create joy with our financial plans? And so even though it's a difficult time, we kind of, it's kind of nice to have a blank canvas to really create what women want for the first time. Um, I think the flip side of it, the tough thing, and especially with divorced women, um, wow, their assets have been cut less than half, you know, their income either way has been devastated. You know, you can't always stay in the house and you might not even be able to stay in the house until the kids are through high school. And so those are really difficult conversations to have. And, you know, what they're heartbreaking. Um, But like you said, they have to happen. Uh, Staying in the house too long can devastate a woman financially. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. And they're lucky to have an advocate like you in their corner as they're going through this transitional period. Either they've become a widow or they're now a divorcee and they're trying to, you know, chart the way forward and they need help to be able to do that. So thank you for sharing that. Um, Let's see. Um, You've already kind of shared with us what you're, what I guess the sweet spot is those women who are going through a transition. That's where you can bring uh, some real value to bear that, that sympathetic uh, shoulder to cry on, helping them understand how to move forward uh, in, 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 uh, in confidence, I guess, in courage. Um, I think so. And 
Well, someone asked me one time, like, how is investing different for divorced and widowed women? And the answer was, it's really not investing. We all have to have our emergency fund. We all have to have those investments that create income. We all have to have growth. But for women, I think, um, coming divorced or widowed, their social security issues have just become probably as complex as you could imagine. Um, tax, their taxes are changed. Divorced women are treated tax-wise different than widowed women. So there's some specialty plannings. And also, you know, to your point and to what you do, their need for asset protection has never been higher. If they want to go into a second relationship, we don't want to lose those assets in the second relationship. Um, Yeah, excellent point. Thank you for sharing that. Anything else? Lots to do. (laughs) No doubt about it. Um, Let's see. So um, you're coming in after something has happened, someone who's either passed on or, you know, that long-term relationship has ended because of a divorce. So can you share, you know, where you had a hedge with the listeners? I'd imagine you've had some real success stories and then maybe stories, you know, no matter what you did, they just couldn't help uh, that woman in transition. Can you share one of each of those um, instances with the listeners? So they kind of understand, um, you know, what great planning can accomplish and what maybe, hesitation to get started planning or just not really buying into the process, how that can be devastating? So I think for a lot of women, Rod, and thank you, that's a great question. For a lot of women, um, they've been left out of the conversations about the financial planning. They've let their man do it. You ask him, have you been involved in the finances? And the answer is yes, they've been paying the household bills, but they have not been on the investment side of it. Um, I'm currently working with a woman, um, young and kids in high school. She's about to become a widow. And her job was to take care of the kids. And she had her credit card and she took beautiful care of the family. The husband took care of everything. And she had asked her from time to time, she'd asked him like, hey, you know, share with me what's going on. And his response was always, you take care of the kids. Well, geoblastoma, he had brain cancer. And um, it's it's terminal. It's it's really unfortunate. It's very sad. And he couldn't remember the code to get into his phone. And Rod, that's where we had to start. Yeah, she knew where the bank was. Um, we could we did eventually find the old tax return, but we had to kind of reverse engineer her whole financial life. Um, and when we got down to it, they were so busy with the community and their kids. Um, there was no beneficiary named on the four hundred one k. There. Um, his stock mm-hmm. options were in his name, no beneficiary designated, um, no trust in place. Mm-hmm. You know, that to me, and I I hate to say it, it is a success story because when the husband passes away, everything is in order. Fabulous. Um, and That's- it just, honestly, you, I, I just want to cry when I think about it. We do not want to be putting our ducks in a row when someone is passing away and you've got those last few precious moments. Right. And so if I had any word for women, divorced, widowed, it doesn't matter. It's never too soon to get involved. Um, you know, God forbid he passed away and and accounts were locked. Like, And we had to go to court for some of these assets. It's it's crazy. Yeah. Um, that to me is a so easily preventable uh, but you know it just doesn't happen because no one thought well what if something bad happens yeah yeah it's not it's not part of the day-to-day routine and so i think those are the success stories as i am always on people how are things titled how who are your beneficiaries 
I think the ones that don't work out, um, and it's unfortunate, but we can give all the financial planning advice in the world. If they choose to not take the advice, yeah. you know, it's, it's sometimes people are in a situation because of past behavior and I can't change past behavior. And, and that's just unfortunate. I think sometimes women are their own worst enemies. People are their own worst enemies. I think that's true. Uh, yeah. In my experience, I found that people just can't seem to get up get out of their own way, whether it's a man or a woman, married couple, what have you. It can, you know, just getting out of our own way. Usually we're the biggest obstacle to our yeah. own success, you know, whether it's financial or state planning or what have you. So yeah, I appreciate you sharing that. Um, let's see, what marketing sources do you use? I and mean, how uh, would your ideal client, typically that woman in transition, how does she find out about you? How, how would she come to, you, come to your attention? So mostly rot, it's from other advisors. When when someone's in trouble, typically they're calling the real estate agent. They've got their you know family law attorneys, their estate planning attorneys, sometimes even the CPA. Um, and because they know that I do a lot of hand holding, they um, I'm referred and 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 we take care of those women like you can't believe it. There's never never a problem with it. Um, so referrals are wonderful. You know, girlfriends refer girlfriends. If you did a good job, they're, they're going to be good mouthpieces. And I love it for that. Um, I have my podcast like yours, and it's just now being rebranded to the happiest chapter. And so we're going to start dealing just with issues that divorced and widowed women need to deal with personally, emotionally, financially, tax wise. So uh, through the through the podcast. Um, and then also, Rod, I do a lot of teaching in the community. I've I teach for Oasis, which is an adult learning center. Um, I do workshops for Sharp Hospital. I'm talking to UCSD. And uh, one of my best favorite workshops is called The Family Binder. And it's how to get my affairs in order. It's all about estate planning. Um, and I can't teach that class enough. I just every time I do, it fills up and I'm asked to come back and teach it again and again. And I think the depth of knowledge in that, I, I get some clients from that as well. Um, and these are all really fun ways to market. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think if you're out there in public and that they, people get to know you, they like you and they trust you, and then they get up the ladder and then they'll, you know, become a client because they realize the tremendous value that you're bringing uh, to the conversation and, and ultimately to their lives if they choose to engage. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, yeah. I also recently published a book. It, it came out right before what? my mom passed away. So that poor book is sitting on a, floor somewhere but yeah how to be happily divorced and so I hope to get out more with that book and talk about you know how these transitions really can be a starting over a joyful time if we let it yeah I mean in, 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 in embracing uh you know what's happened and and not looking at it as a source of uh, disappointment but a source possibly of empowerment a source of you know renewal I mean I now can do the things that I couldn't do previously and um, it, it's all a matter of perspective and how do you reframe uh, that conversation with yourself about what's just happened. So it, it's definitely a, a, a perspective. And I think if having that opportunity to talk to someone like you, I would, I would imagine would give uh, that woman in transition a sense of, yeah, I can do this. I can actually make this a much happier uh, situation if I choose to and if I can identify the right people to work with to make that happen. So congratulations on the book. Yeah, um, thanks. Uh, let's see. Um, what's one thing that you would want the listeners to know about you, uh, either as a certified financial planner or otherwise, that 
you know, maybe it's your, your unique selling proposition or maybe just something fun that, you know, maybe that you do that maybe I didn't even know about you. Yeah, I think, Rod, one of the things that I'm most proud of um, is I geek out on taxes. I love taxes. <laughs> well, you're one um, of the few. Huh? You're one of the few. One of the few, well, I guess, because we were spoon-fed at growing up, but I just love taxes. And um, when I sit down and I do, uh, like, we're going to go into October, and that's my tax planning month with my clients. We're going to sit down, and are there any year-end strategies that we can do? Sure. Um but when it comes to tax detail, uh, like there's a lot of people taking required minimum distributions and very few people know that if I, if I send my required minimum distribution directly to a charity, it satisfies the RMD, but I'm not taxed on it. Here's the unfortunate piece is that when they get their 1099s next year, it only shows the distribution. It doesn't show how much went to the charity or and how much went into their pocket. And so there's a lot of people who are missing yeah. um, a tax benefit. And so um, that's what one of the things I geek out on is we send a letter and it's like, hey, thanks for making the world a better place. Make sure you tell your CPA that online this, this, and this, this is what it needs to look like. And share this letter with your CPA. Um, when we're doing our tax planning in October, I'm not only looking at their tax brackets, but I'm looking at the tax brackets of their children. Okay. Um, for example, IRAs, they're one of our biggest assets. And if someone is retired and they don't have a lot of income, well, our lowest tax brackets are the 10% bracket, then the 12% bracket, and then it jumps to 22%. So let's max out that 12% tax bracket and let's convert as much as your IRA to a Roth IRA as we can. You know, Thanks. why do that? Well, because it's going to reduce your RMDs the next year. But the biggest thing is for your heirs. Like for some of us, IRAs are the one of the biggest next to our houses. It's one of the biggest assets we have. Right. And when our kids get that money, they're going to have to spend it down in 10 years. If those kids are in their highest earning years, well, you've just made Uncle Sam one of your biggest beneficiaries because they're going to lose so much to taxes. Right. So, you know, we're kind of weighing out what's going on with the kids, what's going on with you. If those kids get Roth IRAs rather than IRAs, they have 10 more years to tax defer it, and then they take it tax-free. Best thing going. Right. Um, okay. So if you're curious about taxes, and I, I don't meet many people who are until we start talking, but if you're curious about taxes, I think that's one of my favorite areas to mess around in because my favorite thing to do is disinherit the IRS. I can, <laughs> I can attest to that as a tax attorney. Um, you know, if you can leave it to a charity and your family as opposed to Uncle mm -hmm. Sam, I think that's a great answer. And the tax code allows you to do it. So why wouldn't you? Why um, wouldn't you? So let's talk for a moment about being a trusted advisor. I mean, for me. You know, can we back up to that one, one, one more time, Rob, because probably like you, and I'd love for our listeners to hear this. One of the most upside down planning pieces that I get in when people come into my office is they'll name a charity in their trust. And then you go to the IRA and they've named their kids on the IRA as beneficiaries. Well, that's kind of crazy because they're leaving all the taxable assets to their kids, right? And the assets that get a step up a basis that might pass tax-free, they're giving tax-free assets to a charity. And so I always try and tell people charitable planning in your IRAs is so easy because if you ever want to change your charities, all you got to do is change the beneficiary in your IRA. If you want to change the amounts, we just switch up the percentages. 
But if I've done that in my trust, A, I got to call Rod Hatley, I got to pay Rod to amend my trust. Um, and the other thing is to, by reversing that now, again, we've disinherited the IRS by giving those taxable assets to a charity who won't pay taxes and those step up and basis assets, the tax-free assets go to the kids. Um, so that's kind of one of my favorite. When we talk about charities, that's one of my favorite areas to go to. Fabulous. No, it absolutely makes sense. And it's just using the IRS rule book in such a way that you really benefit uh, a charity and your family. Uh, and you do it in the best, most magnificent way. And I think it's just a missed opportunity if you don't do that. So yeah. sharing that uh, that wisdom. Um, let's talk for just a moment about being a trusted advisor. And what does that mean to you? I mean, I know what it means to me, but everybody's going to feel differently about that. So uh, does that have any special significance for you, uh, being a, a trusted advisor to your clients? It absolutely does, Rod. Thank you for asking that question, because I think trusted advisor is a term that's tossed around quite a bit. And what is a trusted advisor? To, what that means to me when I take that to heart, people are coming to me with their life savings. It's everything. Um, and they don't have time to get that back. And so trusted advisor says, I am going to treat this as if it were my own. Um, I am not going to do anything for you that I wouldn't do for myself. I'm not um, to me, trusted advisor is, you know, where is your heart and where is your integrity and is it in the right place? Like whose interests are being placed first? Um, and I, th I think that's why being a fee-only fiduciary also is, is really important to me is that I have to sit on their side of the table. I have to account for the work that I'm doing for them. I think the oversight on fee-only fiduciaries is huge. Okay. And um, as we wind down our time together, and I appreciate you sharing uh, some of your day with us. Um, is there one thing you'd want people to know or, or maybe any concluding thoughts before we uh, uh, we bring the conversation to a close uh, today? It's a good question. Um, I think that the areas, Rod, that you and I work in, they're, they're complex. A lot of times it lacks transparency. Um, people are being asked to make decisions that they've never been educated on. Nobody teaches this stuff. I think for our listeners, my biggest thing is, you know, slow down with your decisions, get an education, talk to a lot of people. And I always say, you know what, if it doesn't feel right, today's a good day to do nothing. Keep getting an education. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, it absolutely makes sense. And I, it, I think it's so obvious that, but we kind of overlook something like that. It's just so obvious, you know, they didn't even see it or didn't even think about it because there it was. Um, let's yeah. see. So um, how can... Um, those who are listening to the program, if someone was interested to reach out to you, how can you be contacted? My website, um, which is Sage Path Solutions. Sage, Sage, like the herb, path like you walk down, solutions is plural, Sage Path Solutions, or just my initials, BN at Sage Path Solutions. You can happily email me and we'd love to talk if anybody's got questions. Okay. I'm happy to help. All right. Uh, th thanks to the listeners for sharing the time with us. This has been Legacy Leaders Podcast uh, with your guest host, Rod Hatley. And again, my privilege to interview a longtime colleague of mine, uh, Barbara Newman. I'm sorry, Norman, forgive me. Okay. Barbara Norman, that's how long we've known each other. Uh, Barbara Norman, um, a certified financial planner with SagePath Solutions here in San Diego. Barbara, again, thank you for sharing the time. Rod, thanks for having me on. 
You've been listening to the Legacy Leaders Podcast with Katie Beth Hand and Stan Miller. For more information on them and the show, please visit PinnacleLegacyLaw.com. If you like what you've learned today, do share the program with your friends and subscribe wherever podcasts are found.